0: if this chick that's a c student growing up right i wasn't an a student i struggle in school but one thing that i will tell you is come hell or high water i'm hungry and i will do whatever it takes and you have to be willing to do whatever it takes and if you want it bad enough there's always a way
1: welcome to personal finance cat where i share my personal take on personal finance welcome to the show
0: Dr. Hudson, how are you? So good. Thank you so much for having me. It's always, always a pleasure to be able to add value, especially to women. I love the space, but there's something about just helping other women up level. I'm all for it. So it's an honor to be here.
1: Yeah. No, great. Thank you so much for uh, spending time with me. I started following you on LinkedIn and I saw that you went to an event maybe last Friday. You were very pumped about it. You said it was a it was going to be a great opportunity you were going to be the dumbest chick in the event but you were very enthused and you wanted to learn so how did that go
0: oh my gosh it was fantastic i think just to to shed a little bar a little bit more light on it is um i always I, as an entrepreneur i love to be stretched i love growing i feel like it's never-ending growth and as we start to climb the ladder and um, take down more properties and structure more deals and really just get creative, uh, you climb that ladder and you get a sense like of that just um, confidence that starts to just exude even more. And so when I'm going to events like I went to last week where. There was a level that you had to hit in revenues just in general in your business, all different types of business. It wasn't all real estate. Um, you're really hanging out with the players, the people that are hungry, doing well, that have had a lot of success. And what better way to glean from them than being in a room with them, right? And yeah. so that's really where I was at. I was yeah. surrounded by a bunch of entrepreneurs that are doing great, big, big things. So,
1: awesome. Okay, yeah. great. So maybe let's jump into the questions. I know that you're a doctor and I don't know if you still own your practice, but at some point you decided to transition from owning a chiropractor business to real estate investing. Can you talk about what inspired you to
0: make that switch? Yes. My goodness. You're going to see my passion come out here. But I think um, here, you know, being a mom of five kids and growing up in a home where I wasn't fed with a silver spoon and certainly cash flow and uh, retirement and income stream, those were not terms that were flinging around the dinner table uh, when I grew up. And so when I found out the goodness of of real estate and the power of it, gosh, it was kind of a no brainer. And so how it started is I was in practice and uh, found out about single family investing and jumped in the game and started to acquire single family rental properties. Here I was at the time living in Southern California and I certainly was not buying there. Um, I was buying in Indianapolis, Indiana, and within two years acquired 26 rental properties. And I just want to be very clear about it. It wasn't that I was money bags and had a ton sitting on the sideline ready to deploy. This is where creativity, visionary, being synergistic and sh- like really deal structuring. Right. There's so many different ways to skin a cat. And mm-hmm. man, that's what I got on fire for. Um, I'd like to say it's kind of like going to Nordstrom's rack and you can buy the finest. Right. Mm-hmm or you could go to um, Ross or Marshall's and you could find a really good deal, something similar. Right. And so it was kind of like that when it came to buying single family houses, I wanted to find a really good deal and I wanted to figure out how I could structure it and make it a win-win. Right. Mm -hmm. And so with that being said, uh, from there, I went on to creating a turnkey company. Mm -hmm. And so, Other people wanted to know, Aaron, how in the world are you buying all these single family properties? And they were then saying, hey, can you help me? And I very clearly would say, look, I'm not the specialist, but I'm happy to share with you how I'm doing it and what's working for me, right? And so in doing so, um, I would buy three houses, I would sell two of them, increase the price, Mm-hmm. And then I would keep one for free for me. Uh, right. Okay. So with that being said, that's how I was able to acquire 26 rental properties within mm-hmm. that two-year time frame. So oh, it was all about proper structuring and so on and so forth. And then I think really it went from being in practice and and having this, I call it mailbox money that was coming mm-hmm. in. Um yeah there was something that was really frustrating being in private practice. I had two wellness centers, 30 headaches, i.e. team players, <laughs> uh, that were part of my practice. But what I will tell you is I really was just had had it with the IRS. And living in California, you, it was like you had to pay 50 cents, almost 50 cents of every dollar that I was paying to Uncle Sam.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so being in the real estate space, I found that there was another way. Yeah. A slight other way that was going to be more advantageous, right? Mm-hmm. Which was the single family. And then I found out about multifamily. Mm-hmm. And when I first heard about it, I, I was a little bit like, no, I was really questionable with it because I thought, no, that's just for the multi, multi-millionaires and the billionaires out there. And I certainly don't make the cut, right? Mm-hmm. And so furthermore, I fast forward, I ended up finding out about multifamily and I ended up jumping in the game. And really that was in 2017. I, in 2017, I said, look, I think I'm going to just go all in, mm-hmm. in in the multifamily space because I could see the power of what multifamily could do, not just for me, but for my children's children's children. And I knew that the likelihood of them becoming a doctor was minute, right? But I certainly could teach them a thing or two of what I've learned along the way in my journey of real estate. And so in 2017, I literally moved from California to Texas and I ended up bringing other doctors into my practice. And when I was in Texas, I was just the director of my practices until 2019 when I sold them. So... Anyways, not to make that too long, but there's so much goodness. in Let's unpack that a little bit. I have so Ah. many
1: questions. So maybe kind of starting from the first venture into real estate, when you say you did that package deal almost, you buy three and then you sell two at a markup and then use that money to pay for the first one so that it's free and clear. But how are you able to get the three under market so you can sell them with the profit? Can you... Talk about that. a little. Nah, I don't
0: want to lose your listeners because like I said, I'm the chick that goes to sleep at night and I can't sleep until like I have all these ideas that are brewing in my head. <laughs> and when someone says, oh, there's no way that you can do it. I'm the girl that's like, really, do you know who I am? <laughs> right. Because I feel like there is always a way to find a solution in most cases mm-hmm. to get her done. Right. And so, um, when I say that I would buy three and I would sell two and then keep one for me, mm-hmm. uh, first and foremost, it really is about, well, I can just say it's a double close. I don't know how many of your listeners know what a double close is, but basically- A well, double close, yeah. Mm-hmm. In, in essence, so what I would do is I would put three properties under contract
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then I already had people like patients of mine and friends that were like, I want to get in this space, mm-hmm. well, do what you're doing. And so with that being said, I would give myself 60 days to get this closed.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then I would see who was interested in buying a property. Mm-hmm. And I would, let's just say just for round numbers, okay, let's just say that I am buying these for 25,000 each and I have it under contract for 75. Mm-hmm. Um, then I will turn around and increase the price, call it $10,000 or whatnot. Either way, I would end up paying a very small piece mm-hmm. or basically I would just increase the price enough to cover the whole entire 75000 So let's just make it simple. I yeah. have an under contract for seventy-five. Mm-hmm. I pulled of the houses out, kept it for me, and I increased the price on both of those to total 75000 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I would walk away with one property. Yeah. I will never forget, handy the first mm-hmm. time i cut and i was like a kid at christmas time <laughs> i was so excited i was like oh my gosh did i really just do that mm-hmm. and so it was like game on let's yes. do it again mm-hmm. but i also want to clear clear up really quick candy a couple things Yep, i already had bought my first six properties in indianapolis indiana mm-hmm. I had the property manager that I was using. That was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I already had my contractors that would put the lipstick on the pig, mm-hmm. right? So I had the resources. So I want your listeners to hear this because this is really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. So I could have very easily sold and and went in wholesale was the wholesaler of these mm-hmm. properties, right? Yep. But if I have my buyers in California, Mm-hmm. Where, in the, where are they going to find their resources? It's more of a headache for them. They have to go find a property manager, go find the contractors, etc. So what yeah. went through my head was, oh my gosh, I've got to be that resource. And if he who solves the biggest problem gets what? The biggest paycheck. Big- yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a <laughs> awesome. value add. Yeah. I thought, okay, I can either wholesale these, which to me is going to be way difficult because my buyers are all of my colleagues and people in and around Orange County, Huntington Beach, California, right? Yeah. So with that being said, I thought, hmm, if I vet out my property management and have all of the resources there and I feel confident, Mm -hmm. I then have great resources to be able to make it a turnkey For my end buyer, yep, yep, that makes sense. Yes. And so instead of getting a wholesale fee of two thousand dollars for these cheap little forty thousand dollar houses, I get ten thousand because now I just solved a massive problem. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Yep. yep. So, with that being said, let's just say I went on to do two hundred and thirty-one buy-and-sell transactions, just like this, guys. Without being, (laughs)
1: let me share with you something. Yes.
0: Most people will make excuses as to why they cannot do something. And excuses, all they are is just a well-planned lie, right? Mm -hmm. Because think for a moment. Here I am in private practice with two practices, Mm -hmm. five kids working full-time in my practice, yet able to figure out how to create a turnkey company on the side by myself. So let's talk about it. And it's not to be braggadocious. It's to tell your listeners, if you want something bad enough, Mm -hmm. there is always a way to make it happen. So let's talk about it. Mom with five kids, working full time in my practices, wholesaling or doing the turnkey properties. Mm -hmm. I was not a real estate agent.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I did not have a website. Mm -hmm. I did not have a phone number. For my investors that was on some website, someplace or anything. I did not have a phone number. Hold on. It gets better. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I had 26 of my own properties and I had never been to Indianapolis, Indiana. Yeah. I did 230 transactions and none of my buyers went to Indianapolis, Indiana. Mm -hmm. Here's why. I am not the specialist. I'm not the property manager. I'm not the person that is doing the work on these homes. And so as I could educate my buyers, we had the specialists on the ground. There was no need for them to go out there because there's no need to get emotional about a purchase. Especially, okay, listen, we're talking about forty, fifty thousand dollar houses. We're not talking about a half million dollar house. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. We were buying these for cash flow. Mm -hmm. And so, um, anyways, that's, that's kind of how it all unfolded there.
1: Yeah, no, that's awesome. How were you able to source these deals though? Um, at such a good price that you can then turn around and.
0: So sure. So here, here I was in between seeing patients Mm -hmm. and I wanted to go to Indianapolis, Indiana, because, um, it was Mm -hmm. landlord friendly. You Mm -hmm. can get it out in 30 days if they don't pay. Yeah. In California, it was two years, and yep. so I wanted to go with one where the property taxes were low and it was landlord friendly. Mm-hmm. Indianapolis was on my radar, and so I uh, had found the six first properties. You know, it's the law; <laughs> it's the reticular activating system, right? Something that you focus on and you put in the forefront, then doors begin to open, and 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 you see it more and access to it more, right? And so. Here I was at the gym. I had walked in and a gentleman there that's a friend of mine, he said, hey, how are you? And I said, good. And I said, hey, I know you've been investing a lot lately. And uh, he said, and I said, I'm interested as well. And I said, if you have anybody that's looking to sell any properties, let me know. I know that you like that uh, Midwest area. Uh-huh. And he goes, well, he goes, I've got a buddy that's selling a package of six homes. And it was, uh-huh. go figure, where was it, guys? Indianapolis, Indiana. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So I don't want to belabor it, but basically we ended up setting up a dinner. We went to dinner and he shared a little bit about his homes. He gave me a video of each of these six homes and I literally almost fell out of my seat. Mm-hmm. I did not know that you could buy a home for fifty thousand dollars that had hardwood floors and that was actually standing, right? When you come for uh, uh, Southern California and the median mm-hmm. house price is eight hundred thousand for a sixteen hundred square foot home that's built in the nineteen sixties. I had no idea anything like that existed for that kind of buy-in price, right? Mm-hmm. So forget just buying one and getting in the game. I bought six, mm-hmm. okay. And so again, for 200, I think it was $278,000 I paid for these homes and I didn't have the 278,000, but I certainly was my first time investing and the banks weren't going to lend to me on a portfolio of homes when I'm just now getting my foot in the door, right? Mm -hmm. So I had to piecemeal. And I had, I think, 150000 of my own money. I borrowed money from my father-in-law, 100000 I went and took money off all my credit cards mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to buy this package of homes. And so I started with those. Uh-huh. Everything was great. And then all of a sudden, I wanted to find out about this double close. Mm-hmm. And so, again, to the listeners, when you have an obstacle that comes in front of you and you're like, man, I just don't know how. hmm down your options as to how you can figure out the answer to it. Mm-hmm. And my answer to a double close was, yes, I could go to Google, but better yet, what if I called a title company? Mm-hmm. And I just, my conversation went like this. Lisa picks up the phone. Hey, Lisa, this is Aaron. Listen, I heard in Indiana, Indiana, in Indianapolis area that I, there's something called a double close. Mm-hmm. And wondering if you could just share with me how that works in indiana because mm-hmm. i know it's different for every state yeah and she goes well let me tell you and i was like thanks so much for your help just mm-hmm. out of kindness just totally being kind to her loving on her in an appropriate mm-hmm. way not being manipulative and she literally gave me the abc one two three and i'm just taking wow. ferocious notes on how to do it uh-huh, so i uh-huh. I did not sit there and like, oh, no, I'm scared to do this double close. I took massive action, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what I did. I literally got those three first properties under contract, turned around and found somebody else to buy them. And once I did it, as I shared earlier, Handy, I it like lit me up. It yeah. was Unexplainable. I felt like a chick that just run, won the Olympics. And <laughs> it down. Right. I'm a total winner, right? Mm-hmm. So, what happens when you win at the game of life in certain areas, like such? Mm-hmm. Um, what it does is it puts you on fire to do more and to do it again, yeah. right? And so, that's exactly what happened. And um, you know, I got to that place in space where I had a lot of influx of people wanting to buy properties for me mm-hmm. because word travels fast yeah. when you have something great to offer. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll, I'll I'll pause for a moment and see if you have a question that I can share with you because I would love to teach our listeners um, a little bit about objections. Yeah, no, I
1: I think that's great. I. I understand the process much better now. I think I saw it on your website. You kind of described something to that effect, but now all that details you just shared really completes the picture. But then my next question to you is you mentioned also that you learned a lot of negotiation skills along the way when you built your turnkey company. Can you talk about what kind of skills you developed during that period of building your turnkey company?
0: Yeah. There, I feel like there's so much that I could share with you in regards to all of it. But w- I think what the, the net of it is, is that I had gone through coaching. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to events every couple year. years. I mean, every, gosh, it was probably every eight weeks I was at an event and it was a lot of coaching and learning and sales and negotiations. Because let's be honest, that is the game of life. It's negotiation and sales. We are always selling. Whether it's our kids and selling them to eat their broccoli mm-hmm. or whether it's you know, anything and everything we are constantly selling, whether it's a spouse on what we want to do that night or whether it's a colleague on selling them on a new idea, we're always selling, right? So it's super important to have that uh, perceptional positioning and, and all of that. So I wouldn't say there's one thing that was like the big aha that helps me with those skill sets. I think it, it truly is going through life. And having those experiences where you just up-level, and now you have a new ceiling. That ceiling now becomes your floor. And then there's room for more growth, right? So I think that that truly is is really what has been huge for me in moving forward and doing more. That's awesome. I would say there's just one thing per se. Are
1: you still doing coaching with
0: mentors and such, or...? No, I'm not so much coaching with mentors at the moment. Like I, I think it's great for everybody to have a coach. Um, I don't have one at the moment myself. I'm doing a little bit more coaching and helping other people get in the game mm-hmm. and uh, winning at the game of life, but it's not multifamily coaching. So okay. I feel like there's so many people that are lost in the sauce mm-hmm. and they don't know how to move forward. And sometimes it's just a little simple pivot. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's really working with those people that are deadly serious Mm -hmm. and not curious to help them to up level in life. And so I I do a little bit of that as well. Okay, gotcha. That's awesome.
1: So then we can probably talk about the multifamily because I think that's where you ended your introduction, right? Um, And you mentioned the very significant tax benefit of multifamily. So can we maybe go there and understand what kind of tax benefit you were referring to and what's maybe other, some, some other benefits of multifamily investing.
0: Yeah. I mean, shoot, I feel like there's so many, but we can just have at it. I think for me going back to that paying uncle Sam, a good portion, a good chunk of every dollar that I was making as uh, many people may hear on here that there is something called bonus depreciation Mm -hmm. and you get that K one loss on paper Mm -hmm. and If you're a real estate professional, which we can go into detail on that shortly here, if you are a real estate professional, means basically that you're active doing real estate, which I am being a owner operator in the multifamily space. So you can take that paper loss and you can write it off against the income that is coming in for that year. Mm -hmm. And doing such that literally put me at... Zero, like very close to zero in taxes. Zero in taxes, and remember, I came from paying almost fifty percent in taxes, right? Mm-hmm. And so, with that being said, that taxes alone—that just means that I get to take that fifty percent, and it gets to get passed down to my kids.
2: Yeah. It
0: helps me to reinvest it and be able to grow our empire in a more mighty way, yeah. right? So that depreciation is is huge. And then I'll just touch on really quickly. that.
1: Just to clarify that. So does it offset your other income as well? So if you have
0: other businesses, let's say insurance, can it offset that? Great question. So I was just Mm going to go into that. Real estate professional status. If you have the real estate professional status, let me just tell you first what that is. In order to have real estate professional status, you have to be active in real estate. You can't just be a limited partner. Mm -hmm. You have to be... A active real estate investor that puts in 750 hours a year Mm -hmm. in the real estate space, which equates to 15 hours a week. If you have that status of a real estate professional, any income, whether it's W-2, whether it's 1099, whether it's from five different businesses, you get to take your depreciation loss and write it off against all of those income streams of coming in. That's powerful. wow, Wow. So you understand the power of it, right? And furthermore, when you're investing in multifamily properties, you're going to get a massive depreciation loss. I don't want to go too far into it because there's something called a cost segregation study, yeah. which is where you have the cost segregation study and the bonus depreciation, and it pushes all of that paper loss to the first year, a good chunk majority of it is from that first year. Mm -hmm. And so being able to have that bonus depreciation and that accelerated depreciation there, Mm -hmm. it really offsets that earned income. That is something that you can't do in most cases in the single family space because it doesn't make sense to have a cost segregation study on a single family property, Mm -hmm. right? So with that being said, that's for the real estate professional. If you do not have that status, it's okay. It's still going to massively benefit you. And I'll just make it real quick as to why and how it will.
2: Mm-hmm. Let's
0: say that you invest $100,000. I'm just going to give round numbers just for an example here. Let's just say that you invest $100,000 and you have a depreciation loss K-1 paper of 50000 $50,000. And let's just say that that year, that property did not yield any income. If it did not yield any income and you are not a real estate professional, you cannot take your paper loss against your other earned income from being a dentist. Mm-hmm. Okay? What you can do though, is when we go to sell our property in five years that you're an investor on, mm-hmm. you now get to take that $50,000 paper loss and put it against your earnings from you selling that property. Mm, yep. makes sense? So it offsets the earnings that you just made on mm. that property to decrease your tax liability, right? So it's okay. going to be powerful no matter what, whether you're a passive investor or you're an active investor. It's going to benefit you. It's just a matter of the timing as to when it will. Yep. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. That's wonderful. Yep.
1: Yeah. And... Are there other benefits of multifamily? Because my next question following that will be, how do you still even find deals in multifamily? But yeah, let's talk about that first.
0: Okay, so first, what are the other benefits of multifamily? Um, The other benefits of multifamily, for sure, imagine putting your money in an asset that you don't even have to be active in. You do not have to find the property management. You don't have to deal with the stuffed toilet. You don't have to deal with tenants, toilets, right? And termites is what we like to say. And you don't have to do anything and you get to earn. Well, what is the earning? The earning is our business plan is to double one's money every five years. Mm-hmm. So imagine the power of that. And I just want to put it into perspective because I feel like people don't go there. Let's just say that you invest 100000 And I just told you every five years, you double your money. Mm -hmm. So you start with 100,000 in five years, you have 200,000. In 10 years, you have 400,000. In Mm -hmm. 15 years, you have 800,000. In 20 years, you have 1.6 million. And in 25 years, you have 3.2 million. Mm -hmm. just showed you in 25 years how to take your initial 100,000 and turn into a Mm multi-multi-millionaire. To me, that's what gets me fired up is I get to help people every single day do just that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Where else can you get that where you're not subjected to the losses like you are in the stock market, the ups mm-hmm. and downs? And look, there's many people right now that are getting ready to retire and mm-hmm. they just lost a massive amount and they no longer can. Mm-hmm. What if there was another way? Yeah. You can touch the asset, you can fill it, and you can see the track record of an operator to make sure they're the right team that you want to link arms with, right? So anyways, I'm sorry to, to go there so long. But then the other thing is, is like, uh, what else are benefits of being in the multifamily space is, let's look at the history of multifamily, Handy, mm-hmm. If we look at property from 10 years ago, do you think that it went up in value from 10 years ago, or do you think it went down? Up. Yeah. Over time, real estate is always going to come on out on top. Okay. I'll be fast now. Uh, Another one is look at the multimillionaires that have been birthed in the world. 98% of them came from real estate. Yep. That gives me hope for my children and their children's children. If I set it up right and I increase their knowledge and I show them the way, which they're Mm -hmm. already doing, all my kids are already investing in real estate. Um, I'm a game changer for their future. Yeah, that's huge. Mm-hmm. And then I just uh, lastly, with the multifamily real estate, you can touch it. It's a hard asset. It's not going anywhere. It's not paper, right? It's not. Going and to- <laughs> the bottom line is this: everybody is going to need a. Pl- everybody needs a place to live. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs a place to live, and I don't even want to give you the numbers because they're astounding. But right now the amount that we have available for people to live and the amount that's being built right now is not even enough to handle the people that are in need of homes right now,
2: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. not even close, So what does that mean? We are in one of the safest spaces for investing that one could ever be a part of ever, 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 mm-hmm. everyone's going to need a place to live. And those that are in a house and a pandemic hits, the crisis of inflation, mm-hmm. if they have to downgrade, where are they going from a house to an apartment mm-hmm. you don't buy the Taj Mahal apartment? Because guess what? When that happens again, what are they going to do? They're going to downgrade. Mm-hmm. So that the asset 1980s or newer is the perfect fit for mm-hmm. what we're doing in our firm. Yep. Makes
1: total sense. That's awesome. So <laughs> my next question, right? Like I said, How do you still even find deals? Because I've been listening to podcasts about how, I mean, back in the days, you know, I got into real estate in 2012, we were looking for 10 cap deals. And now I heard the cap rate is below five. So it's super competitive and prices are still rising, interest
0: rate is high. So how do you find deals that still make sense? Okay, how do we find deals that still make sense? I want you to think back for just a moment, in the 1980s, what were our interest rates? 18%. 18%. Of people were still doing deals. Mm-hmm. I think that right now, there's a lot of people handy. They're sitting on the sidelines.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Quattro Capital is not. We are leaning in full fledged and we're in the game. And the more people that want to sit on the sidelines, hey, it's better for us. There are always deals to be had. There's always going to be somebody in trouble that has to exit out. We're not in desperation to pick up a deal that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But here's, the thing. we stress tests like no other.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We account for a high interest rate. We account for vacancies, you know, a higher than average vacancy. Mm-hmm. Why? Because if we can be conservative with our underwriting and the deal still makes sense, Mm -hmm. we have already talked to our lenders and we know expectations on interest rates and et cetera,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. the party's on. There's no reason to stop. They're not as um, flying at us like they were before. In 2021, we picked up 17 apartment complexes. Wow. Okay. Well, In 2022, we picked up only four apartment complexes. But let me just share something with you. Those apartment complexes, the four that we picked up, were over $80 million in assets. Hmm. The 17 that we picked up were $80 million in assets. So do we want to work harder or smarter? Smarter. And so... (laughs) we're just picking up more doors, right? Yeah. And, and we're underwriting yeah. sure that it makes sense. And I think, Handy, one other thing is, is like, look, the last seven years, mm-hmm. we've had a lot of tailwinds that yeah. have helped people in this space to win mm-hmm. and will have exceptional results when they go to sell. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now is where operators are going to be tried and tested. Oh, and yeah. the week operators are going to be falling out like crazy and they have to sell. And some may say like, well, why? Why do they have to sell? What do you mean? Think about it for a moment. We have interest rates that were not fixed, so they're fluctuating. Yeah. We have other people that are had to increase their rents on their properties, but in order to do that, they had to come in and renovate their units. Yeah. Well, we all know what happened to cost of goods. The cost yeah. of goods spiked up. Mm-hmm. So if the car goods spiked up, and all of a sudden their interest rate is is fluctuating and moving up, mm-hmm. now their debt service and their mortgage is higher. Mm-hmm. So they, on top of that, if they couldn't go in and finish their capex on that unit, they didn't get the rent bump. Mm-hmm. Now they're in a struggling position because their mortgage payment is up and they don't have as much cash flow coming in. Mm-hmm. And now, of course, they se, pay an investor, and so their only option is what sell it to sell it yeah. may be a beautiful property it's just an unfortunate circumstance mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. going sweep in and save the day yeah <laughs> so do that, right yeah so we're not desperate but we're going to be here and i can tell you one thing over the next 18 months is going to be the rainfall and it's mm-hmm. about getting locked and loaded and ready to pick up those phenomenal properties as long as you're stress testing and underwriting conservatively yeah yeah
1: No, that's awesome. So I know you have a team at Cultural Capital. Do you guys have division of responsibilities where one person is kind of raising the
0: capital, one person is underwriting? Can you talk about that? Yeah, no, absolutely. So I think that in the single family space, it was very clear that I could do all of that on my own. I was the girl that was wearing the hat to find the deals, to get my own money, to figure out who I was selling to. You can do all that. Mm -hmm. And it was, look, I went on to do 231 by myself, guys. I'm not kidding when I say that. I had no team. I just figured it out. And when I say buy and sell, please understand that I was buying the property and turning and selling it. And that counts as two transactions, okay? Okay. But but still, Mm -hmm. but still, right? In the multifamily space, holy smokes. There's a small margin, small room for margin of error, okay? Mm -hmm. And so you have to remember When you're taking and bringing somebody else's money, their hard or your hard-earned money, you better make sure that you are taking the best care of that money and making sure that you're not putting them in a position for them to be at a loss. Hence, that's why I say that we have to underwrite extremely conservative because we have one shot to help our investors win. And if we blow it, they're gone. And guess who they told? 500 other people, Hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that our investors have a phenomenal experience. So with that being said, we have uh, investor relations, which of course is myself and my other partner, Maurice. We just have a love and a passion for people. And we love to help them pivot and show them the way how they can get in the game. Some people have like retirement accounts, that they didn't even know that you can transfer over to a self-directed custodian and put those funds at work into the real estate space. Mm-hmm. Many people think that if their money's sitting there, it has to be in the market. It doesn't. Right. It really doesn't. Okay. So that's that's what Maurice and I do. I love to negotiate. I love meeting new people. I love meeting family offices, CPA firms that want to work with us. So I I pretty much, Maurice and I handle all of that. Mm-hmm. Then I've got um, Kim Wenland, who is head of asset manage- management, and she actually came her background is unreal. She came from a Fortune 50 companies where she was the project manager, managing multiple billion with a B B-B-B, billion dollar contracts. Uh-huh. Marty Ball get out, runs a tight ship on our on our weekly calls, amazing at what she does. She's mm-hmm. variance reports, budgets and et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then the shipped over who I should have started with in the beginning, which is Chad uh, mm-hmm. Sutton, who is um, our head of acquisitions. Mm -hmm. So so all of the underwriting and making sure that our stress tests are on point and so on and so forth. He came from being an aeronautical engineer and he's the guy that you could lock him in a closet and he's creating spreadsheets and, and building out and running numbers all day long. That's Mm -hmm. not the room that I want to be in. I don't want to be in that closet. Am Mm -hmm. I competent in underwriting? Absolutely. And I best be, I best know how to do everybody's lane. Don't have to be a specialist. But mm-hmm. it's very important to know how, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but he's amazing at his craft. And then we have Tammy Sutton, who is our director of transitions. So she's working with all the banks on the loans. She's the paper pusher. We mm-hmm. call her the cog. Nothing, the cog of the wheel. Nothing can get done without her. She is mm-hmm. like oversight and has a pulse on all of us. And together, there's this beautiful orchestra that mm-hmm. plays that is so unexplainable mm-hmm. and so much synergy where we all are just on a mission to do great for other people and we work so beautifully together we stay in our lane but we all can wear each other's hats if needed yeah and so because we have a team that's on a mission to do good for other people and to make profits right mm-hmm. because we all exist together believe it or not and a lot of people think that they don't you can do very very well for other people and do well for yourself mm-hmm. as well but because we all are operating and we have our four pillars in the forefront, it's what's made it possible for us to take down 27 properties in the last few years. That's great. Um, how did you guys find each other? Oh, girlfriend, really? This is, this is so <laughs> exceptional. And you're probably, there's been so many highs, you're probably going to see me in tears. But no, I think, I don't want to belabor it because I feel like I've been talking so much, Miss Handy. No, that's but, awesome. No, that's what yeah. I want. I'm so glad you asked because it is so pivotal. I can't stress to your listeners enough. Partners, you will be in bed with them in our industry for five years for one property. So you best make sure that whatever business you're doing, that you pick your partners and you make sure that you share those same common goals, visions, dreams, and desires of where you want to go in life. Because if you are not evenly yoked, there will be a problem. And how do I know this? (laughs) because I had a bad partnership and that was my first out of the gate and I don't want to waste time talking about it but what I can tell you is I um, eagerly got yoked with a a couple that was part of my mentorship program and Mm -hmm. I will say that it went to hell in a handbag right after we took over our first property Mm -hmm. and um, I it was bad enough that it caused me not to be able to sleep I was terrified and let me tell you why I was terrified I was terrified. And just to be frank about it, there was some fraud that was committed on funds cool. right after close. And they had found the property, but I had brought all the money mm-hmm. to the $2 million of friends, colleagues, et cetera. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was not worried about my money in the deal.
2: Mm-hmm. But after
0: that had happened, I was terrified and lost sleep because I was worried about my investors. Mm-hmm. I was worried about my investors and being subjected and knowing that I had just gotten in bed with some frauds. I was terrified mm-hmm. about their money. I already told you, you have one shot to win at this game. Mm-hmm. And so that's all that kept going through my head. I literally thought, oh my gosh, maybe I should go back to single family. Oh my gosh, maybe I should just go back to private practice, right? Mm-hmm. Anyhow, fast forward, I find myself at this uh, conference that was being put on for my mentorship program. Mm-hmm. And... uh all of a sudden, they had called me up and they said, "Aaron Hudson, come up. We want to give you an award for closing on your hundred-plus doors within the first eighteen months of our program." And they gave me this plaque, and I'm standing there with it. And the MC goes, "Aaron, how did you celebrate the close of this beautiful property?" Mm-hmm. And think about it for a moment. I just went through hell. Mm-hmm is the negative side, but I'm not a negative person. So I'm going to find the joy and the peace and the goodness and the greatness that came from purchasing this property. So that's the direction I went with it. And I said, I'm so glad that you asked. I said, my heart is for the helpless and the hurting and those that can't take care of themselves. And I said, as a matter of fact, my five kids, we've all gone to third world countries such as Belize, Haiti, Uh, Nicaragua. And we've helped those that can't help themselves. And I said, and our heart right now is turned to building tiny little homes out of cinder blocks for $5,500 for the single moms living in the trash dump. Mm. I said, we've built 12 of them. So in celebrating the close of this uh, property, we built our 13th home for the single moms living in the trash dump. And all this is amazing. Handy. I'm on the stage and all of a sudden I start getting tears in my eyes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I share with them how when you go out on a limb, not to give of your money, mm-hmm. but to get yourself engrossed in the environment and what people, uh, the people that have far less than we ever have. Mm-hmm what selfish pigs we are getting to live in, in america in the united states and and what selfish pigs we are and i said and when you can take orphans at an orphanage a pair of pajamas and socks and see the smiles on their faces mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wrap your heart in a way that can never be the same
2: yeah
0: i'm sitting here on the stage and i'm crying and i'm going holy smokes I'm at a multifamily event and here I am talking about this, right? And I felt this churning in my belly that was so undeniable mm-hmm. and I knew exactly what it was and I wanted to dismiss it so bad, everything in me. And I knew I couldn't. Mm-hmm. And I said, as a matter of fact, I would love to build two more homes if I can get two more people to match me. Mm-hmm. I was in a room handy of a thousand people mm-hmm. and the room got dead silent. And I remember thinking, what in the world did I just do? And I kid you not, it felt like 10 minutes. And within two minutes, all of a sudden, this gentleman in the back of the room, he jumps to his feet and he says, I'm in for 5,500. And a woman in the front row jumps to her feet and she says, I'm in for 5,500. And all of a sudden, all these people were springing up. And within 10 minutes we had raised fifty thousand fifty five thousand dollars and built 10 homes for the single moms living in the trash dump and i'll never forget going to my room that night my hotel room and i'm like lord why did you put that on my heart mm-hmm. and he says as clear as day is night those that rise to the occasion to great a cause causes this are exactly the caliber of people that i want you to be linked with
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Remember? That yeah. like, that's heavy. Like for real. After what I had just gone through, right? Yeah. Uh, let's just say, fast forward, Quattro Capital was birthed months later, and the partners of Quattro Capital is that fire starter from the back of the room, Maurice Villagine. My other partner is the woman in the front row. Mm-hmm. Kim, And what I have to say is you get people that are on a mission to do good in life and help people and bring them along for the ride. Yeah. You can't help but to have success.
1: Wow. That's awesome. I I didn't expect that, but oh my gosh, you got tears in my eyes now. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I do want to switch gears a little bit. Um, I did notice that you also have an insurance business, which is interesting. Can you talk about how you get into that and, Yes. What doing exactly, yeah.
0: Well, no, so in 2008, again, mm-hmm. I was uh, just in practice. And as you can tell, if you're an entrepreneur, you can totally relate with me. If you're not an entrepreneur, because not everybody's an entrepreneur, and that's okay. An entrepreneur mindset is they're constantly wanting to grow. They're constantly wanting to add additional income streams. Why? Because income streams, the more you have, the more comfortability and freedom that you have. If you lose one job or something happens over here, you have others going for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm on a mission to share with my kids, like create multiple income streams. I would say this much, make sure you at least are making $100,000 for each of those income streams before you decide to have 10 income streams in your arsenal, right? You need to be smart and wise about it. But how that started was, I knew that I wanted to help my parents prepare for their future because I already told you that they did not, those were they didn't. And it's not because they're bad. It's generational curses, I hate to say it. Mm-hmm. Their family never talked about it, their family never talked about it. And that's why I'm so on fire and passionate for, I know the good news, as do you, Handy, And it's our job to share with the masses, to equip them to have success and be filled with that knowledge of what is possible. Right. So anyways, not to derail, but going back to that insurance in 2008, I got licensed as an insurance professional and, uh, had been doing that for quite some time. Obviously being a doctor was in the forefront, but it was something I did on the side with mm-hmm. family, friends, etc. And now I'm doing it big time here in Texas because it's really, it's teaching people how to create their own family bank mm-hmm. and it's called IBC Infinite banking system. Mm -hmm. It's really powerful for those that no longer want to put money in their Wells Fargo account. Mm -hmm. Because what does Wells Fargo do with it, Handy? They lend it out to other people at 18%. So, what I do is equip other people to start their own family bank Mm -hmm. through the whole life vehicle. Mm -hmm. And having their own family bank, they can then take those funds and take a loan against their funds that are in there and deploy them into other assets like multifamily. So Mm -hmm. now they're earning from two different income streams. They've got their infinite bank where they're making their guaranteed, call it 3%, -hmm. and they've got their uh, multifamily property that's making 20%. Yep, yep. So they could take that money and put it directly in multifamily Mm -hmm. or what if I could show them how to put it in their infinite bank here, put it in, and reroute it and pull it back out and put it into multifamily. Mm-hmm. So I'm just equipping them with two different earning income streams. And it's, it, it really is a way to put your money on steroids. That's the bottom line. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So you still have that business today? I do, but let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. My passion is multifamily, as you can tell. I'm super mm-hmm. thrilled about real estate and I love everything about it. But there is this book out there for you listeners it, is, it was an absolute game changer for me some years ago, and it's called Who, Not How by Dan Sullivan. It's a powerful, powerful book. So with my time that I have, I don't have time to be full time in uh, the infinite banking space and in the multifamily space. My attention and the mass of it goes to multifamily.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Over here, I have my who that knows how and who is that Who? that who is my mom she's in a licensed agent as well so i am the forefront the face that gets to go over with my client mm-hmm. on how position them and do a subtle pivot here or there yeah she is the back office and that's where all the time goes and the time suck is the whole back office of the paperwork and and communications and so forth mm-hmm. so she all of that and makes a very very pretty piece of the pie. Well, let me just tell you, this can go for anything for your listeners. Mm -hmm. I don't have to, one would say, well, crap, I don't have the money. How am I going to help pay to have somebody lighten my load?
2: Mm -hmm. You need
0: to be creative and think bigger because here's the thing. I don't pay her a salary. Mm -hmm. I share a split and all the production of business. Mm -hmm. So if there's no business going on, I don't have to pay her. But if we got loads of business, she's Mm -hmm. always making money. Right, so instead right. of my parents being older and just giving a handout and giving them money to live, mm-hmm. I'm helping her because guess what? The synapses in her brain are still going, which is what's going to keep her younger. And how fulfilling is it for her to be able to earn and make her own money? Yeah. Absolutely fulfilling. That's awesome. And I, and, you know, so just
1: got to think outside the box, friend. Yeah. But That's amazing. And um, I really applaud you for, having all these things going on and learn a lot of the financial literacy on your own because you mentioned that it didn't come from your parents so how do you kind of pass that down to your children now how do you
0: teach them financial literacy i love this question because this is where i get not that i'm not excited about everything else right Mm -hmm. but with my kids um we have to create opportunity for them and again, you have to think outside the box. Mm-hmm. And so I'll just touch on a couple things here. I was in the single family space. And so, guess what? My daughter, at the age of 16, mm-hmm. she used her IRA, which is how I told you that self directed IRA that you can have. Mm-hmm. She used her to buy her first house. And so I helped her out with that, but she used her IRA. Mm -hmm. And instead of that being owned by her personally and the rent checks going into her checking account, where Mm -hmm. she would probably take the money and go spend it at Amazon or DoorDash or something like such, Mm -hmm. it's now locked up with that IRA. So she couldn't touch it anyways. Mm -hmm. Well, let me tell you what's happened since then. At 16, she bought it. And um, five years later, she doubled her money on it, sold it, jumped into the apartment space at age 21. And now she's an owner of an apartment building that's getting ready to go full cycle and exit out where she'll make great money and then she's going to reinvest it in another. That gets me excited. Wow. Yeah. So now at the age of 14 and 16, my kids of course came to me and they were like, well, you helped Riley. Are you going to help us? <laughs> and so we, had five, we have five acres um, about an hour away from us. And so we have a very beautiful high amenity Airbnb that's there but I bought it for a reason. I'm always thinking strategically. It's on five acres, outside city limits, and I wanted, in due time to be able to add little tiny homes around the pond down below.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: But when I got hit with that question for my kids at the time, I was super busy with multifamily and I had never uh, started to take action on bringing those little tiny homes down to the pond. So they hit me up on this. And so long story short, we brought in shipping containers and we converted them to tiny homes. And so at 14 and 16, each of my kids were running their own Airbnb. And yes, I funded it but mm-hmm. they got half of the proceeds and they had to have the communications with the guest. They had to oversee. And then every quarter they would bring a spreadsheet to me with each of the nights of the stays with their total amount of earnings wow. from the earnings. They get 50% and I get 50% of their 50%, 50% goes into their savings account as seed money for the next opportunity. Mm-hmm. And 50- percent goes to them for their fun money to buy all their everything they don't come to me asking for theater money or whatever it may be they've got their own money they have to learn how to stretch a buck so to me that's the greatest gift anyone could give to their kids Mm -hmm. no
1: that's awesome i'm gonna steal that now thank you (laughs) um all right so this is an inevitable question right how do you manage all of this it sounds amazing what you have been doing and what you have going on how did you? How did you do it?
0: I'm going to give you one more example, if that's okay. I know we've been going, and I'm loving every bit of this because my true desire. One may listen to this and go, "Gosh, she's so damn braggadocious." It's not at all. Like, I, it's not at all. It's literally to take your listeners and give them hope of what is possible. Mm-hmm. If this chick that's a C student growing up, right? I wasn't a student, I struggle in school, but one thing that I will tell you is come hell or high water, I'm hungry and I will do whatever it takes. And you have to be willing to do whatever it takes. And if you want it bad enough, there's always a way. How in the world do I do it all? I'm going to give you an example here. So I just told you about our Airbnb we have. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't run that Airbnb, the main house. It's big and it brings in $150,000 a year. So it's not like it's just this haphazard. Every once in a while, somebody comes, it's busy. Mm-hmm. Right. I have my girl that cleans the house mm-hmm. and after having her for a year, I said, well, what if I can incentivize you and give you a little bit of piece of all the income that comes in from this house annually mm-hmm. and you run this sucker like it's your own.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So by me adding value to her and helping benefit her pocketbook, mm-hmm. she's on board. We've been working together now for four years. She's amazing. It's as if she is my sister looking out for me and is always like acts as if it's her home. That is the best person. You always have to make it a win-win for the people that you're looking to do business with. If you just want to be a baker, you're never going to come out on top, mm-hmm. right? So that's so, so check that out. So I did that. We brought in those tiny homes, the shipping container tiny homes. You guys, it blew up like massively. So I was like, Lord, what do you want me to do about this? Like, I can't just sit on it. That was amazing. So Uh what do you do? I literally have a couple investors that live in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I am very much about abundance. And Mm -hmm. so when I talk to my investors, I ask them, what are your goals? What are your desires? What are your needs? And how can I help you move your needle forward? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: They're like, well, look, I just want to get in the game. Like what you're doing is amazing. Like how can I play a role? Mm-hmm. And I was you for being upfront with me because my desire is to help you win in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all of a sudden, this takes off over here. And so I went, oh my gosh, I know what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to buy land someplace here in Texas, mm-hmm. close to home, and create a shipping container retreat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i go to my name. This is what I'm talking about when I say a visionary and creative, right? Mm-hmm. A foolish person would just dismiss that. I'm opportunistic. Mm-hmm. Right, opportunistic. It is so much fun. So what do I do? (laughs) I went to my two neighbors that are absolutely brilliant, brilliant beyond measure. They just have not had the same opportunity placed in front of them. They were investors with me in the multifamily space. Now all of a sudden, I tell them, "Look, what I've done in Kerrville. I really want to do this in a mighty way down by all of the wineries," Mm -hmm. and they said. Okay, well, well, I'm in. I really like this. This is super cool. I was like, okay, what role do you want to play? What role do you want to play? What role do you want to play? Mm -hmm. Very matter of fact handy. I said, I'm the visionary. I'm the creator. And I can tell you how I want it and how I see it. And I'll help you do the beginning stuff. Mm -hmm. Not want to be the operator. I do not want to be filming any issues as it's going on, but I'm a place of let's come together and let's talk how we can maximize and bring in numbers and strategy all day long. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's very forthright with what my ask was. Mm-hmm. We took down 15 acres of land. We added 14 shipping containers on it. Wow. As it one, we can add up to 65 shipping containers. It's been amazing. Mm-hmm. We've got that thing up and going. Uh, 30 days after that, we had bought that land. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was another place that I really wanted to invest and in. It was Waterfront at Canyon Lake. And there's never anything for sale. And all of a sudden, I got a call from a friend and she goes, "Aaron, I know you've been looking in Canyon Lake. I have got this most perfect property, four mm-hmm. acres right on the water. And so I had called one of the partners that I had brought into that.
2: Mm-hmm. And, I
0: them and I said, y'all are going to think I'm smoking crack but listen where's this property here it's a million dollars it's waterfront like y'all we'd be fools not to take this down and let's open up our second retreat mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. always got to be a visionary you guys there's always got to be somebody that thinks bigger and there's always got to be a badass in the background that's like you're crazy like we just got started like slow your break, right that is beautiful to have that there's always got to be the person that questions mm-hmm. well let's just say that we ended up buying that land we're now just finishing up development. We've got 27 shipping containers and tiny homes, waterfront. Same conversation, guys. I don't want to be in the day-to-day operations. I'm high level. Here's what I want to do. I'll help do the layout, so on and so forth.
2: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. I get to win from all these different things where I put my aces in their places that know how to do it far better than I could ever do it. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Called synergy and working with amazing people because remember, my greatest strength may be my partner's greatest weakness.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You okay. always want to have opposites and you always want to be forthright in the beginning what the expectations are.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, that yeah. saying aces in the bases,
1: <laughs> I love that. Putting aces in their places. Yes, putting aces in their places. Love it. Do you want to share some of the ways that your I think your main company now, Cultural Capital, is helping people exceed their financial goals.
0: I think for sure we are all about helping other people win. I don't know if I could stress that anymore. Um, But I can share with you in particular out of the 27 properties that we have purchased, we've gone full cycle on five of them. And Mm -hmm. so full cycle means that we bought it and we hit our business plan numbers and projections. And so we turned around and we sold the property, right? We've done that now. Sorry. Yeah. Five times just last year. Mm-hmm. So we, I already told you that we're all about doubling one's money every five years. That mm-hmm. is a 20% return annually right. on all five of these assets. We were able to net them 25% or more annually. Oh, wow. That's exceeding one's expectations. Mm-hmm. Always, always, always Quattro is going to underpromise and over deliver. And unless you over-deliver, guess what happens? Not only did they come in and invest with you once, now they're wanting, you're their go-to. And they want to do it again and again and again. And when I say that, there's got to be results proving that. So I will tell you, there's a property we purchased in August of last year called Park Trails, and we had a reinvestment rate of 48%. What does that mean? that people who had invested with us once came back and invested with us again. Mm -hmm. All of them would, or a good portion of them would, but not everybody has more money to deploy. Mm -hmm. So those that had money to deploy chose us. Mm -hmm. And that is, I don't think there's anything that can make my heart smile more knowing that people are having a great experience working with us because we're helping them grow their financial freedom and protect their money, preserve it and protect it and grow it. Yeah. And so that's what we want to do. We want to have a trough of investors that we continue to do business with. We currently have 498 investors that have invested amongst our 27 properties that we've purchased. And really, um, I think I will relate it this way to your listeners because I think it is super important to make sure that you are working with a high performance class act team. Mm -hmm. I love analogies. So I'll use this one for you. Imagine going to the horse races and you now can bet on this beautiful horse over here, i.e. let's call it the property. It looks good. It's great vintage. It looks really like to the eye, it's just like hot little property and it's a hot little horse. Right. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side, you've got the jockey. Right? The jockeys that rides the horse that whips it, tells it what to do, and truly gets it across the finish line. Mm -hmm. Just like the operator of an apartment building, an operator is the firm like Quattro Capital. We're the ones running that whole entire operation to see we execute on that business plan. Mm An amateur would get tantalized by the beautiful property, Mm -hmm. the beautiful horse. But what you have to remember. The jockey is the most pivotal piece of getting that horse across the finish line and winning the race Mm -hmm. as the operator. So the net of it is make sure that you are betting on your jockey, i.e. your operator, i.e. your team. Pick them wisely Mm -hmm. and don't be tantalized by the horse and the beautiful property. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep,
1: great. Um, So my last question for you is how... Can people find more about you if they want to get in touch with you or if you want to learn more about your story
0: fantastic the best way is you can absolutely i would recommend first and foremost go to www.thequattroway.com thequattroway.com and the reason i say that is because when i say meet the people you're considering doing business with make sure that you have a good gut feel about doing business with them. And then from there, definitely I think it'd be worth it for you to jump on a call with one of the partners. And so from our website, you absolutely can uh, click an appointment under my name. And I would be more than happy to get on a 15 minute call with you to strategize, to see what might be the best path forward for you and, and help you move your needle forward. And I think as Zig Ziglar says it best, if I help people get what, they want, I'm always blessed and get what I want. And so I'm truly on a mission to help other people win. And then also on all social media platforms, you can pretty much find me there. I love Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Uh, You can find me there and I would love, love, love to connect. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Hudson.
1: This has been wonderful.